It's time for the No Shot Clock Podcast. We're talking the biggest stories in Illinois high school basketball. Now, here are your hosts, Michael O'Brien of the Chicago Sun-Times and Joe Hendrickson of the City Suburban Boost Report. We're back. It is season number 10, year number 10 of No Shot Clock. And it's kind of like, I don't know, for those of you that don't drive a lot or if you have an old car that hasn't been started in a year or all summer, getting that thing revved back up and going is what Joe and I just did. But all the cylinders seem to be firing now and we are ready to start off with this preseason Super 25. How's it going, Joe? Great. I'm glad, Mike, to be talking about real stuff. I mean, oh. I, I'm just... I think it's exhausting in this new age. Well, I guess it's not a new age of, of social media, but but uh, all the things that have no consequences on basketball and reality, like fall leagues and tweets and how well people are playing and teams look when it doesn't matter. It'd be yep. nice to kind of read and hear and listen to stuff that matters. So that's why I'm I'm excited. Um, yep. Very soon there will be a coach that rails into his team for for real not being good. Yeah, it'll it'll happen real soon. But okay, so do we? I don't remember what we did last year. Do we want to start at the bottom or the top? What do you think? Uh I think didn't we start last year right at the top? I think I think you're right. I think we avoided the the dramatic uh... reveal, <laughs> and we'd always get like the numbers mixed up. As yeah, we went we, backwards. We've got less than a minute <laughs> or two minutes a team here. So we, we we might as well start at the top since they deserve to be talked about the most. And this is probably a surprise to no one, I'm going to guess. There was not really any debate. I had a minor internal debate. Again, these are my Super 25 rankings. If anybody wants to yell, uh, Joe is not personally responsible <laughs> for this. But uh, <laughs> I know he agrees with this one. It's kind of a no-brainer just based on the list of players uh kenwood starts the season at number one for the first time um in school history i believe right um, yeah i mean I, it's on paper mike talent across the board coupled with returning players uh and the growth in those players yes kenwood is number one you know i i yeah obviously got the three division one High high level division one players and Jaden Smith, who's much improved at 6'10, 6'11. Then you got Chris Riddle, who's you know, just really kind of found his way last year. And then Calvin Robbins, the explosive, un probably the top uncommitted player. So those three seniors, the backbone of that team. I mean, concerns, you know, I always love to bring up the negatives. And my big concern, you know, it's the lead guard position. You know, Day Day Ames is gone. They did get a transfer, um, Rajan Roberts from Proviso West and Cleveland, the freshman is there, you know, duelings back from last year, you know, kind of a good defensive guy, but they don't have that kind of senior lead guard you like to see on the number one team, but they should be able to overwhelm everyone with sheer ability. Not only a senior, but they're going to really go with youth at that position. Uh, very good, talented youth, I will say, but yeah, it, it'll be a interesting thing to to see how it develops and you know how that position is nurtured over the course of the next four months. Yeah, Alex Alston, I guess that's probably a name we didn't mention. A guy we didn't see a 
much of last year because he was injured, but um, maybe the top junior prospect in the state. It'll be interesting yeah, to see what and, he gets. Well, and, and what he gives them is that outside shooting that I think they really lacked last year. He got hurt, was, you know, had a good little run, then got injured and missed. And so he's he's definitely a weapon, uh, able to space the floor for some of those guys we just mentioned. Uh, number two is Thornton, a completely new team. Uh, for those who do not pay attention to all the 200-some transfers we had on Twitter, that's where Illinois recruit Morez Johnson is now. He's gone home. Uh, it's home district from St. Rita. He's at Thornton. Mayo Swansea, a guard, shooting guard from Romeoville. Isaiah Green, who's at his third high school. He was at Kenwood last year in Hillcrest before. And Chase Abraham, who is from, uh, is it, wait, Marion? Where's Chase uh, Abraham? I forgot. TF North. TF North. Okay. Um. So yeah, those are the, the top four. You know, in a lot of ways, this is a more traditional looking high school group. Um, Morez is a monster. We all know that. And Mayo Swansea is a kid I did not hear much about all summer, and I'm wondering why, Joe. Well, I, I just I don't know why you didn't necessarily hear a lot did, about him. Did you um, see stuff that he played well? I guess that's my question. I because I yeah I mean I really liked yeah yeah but I mean when you're in flux like all these kids are, <laughs> it's just it, that's going to be the big question mark is does this team gel? Do they come together? Do they play well together? They haven't played together. I mean, you know, you've got on paper just a loaded team and, and uh, you have one of the most dominating figures in high school basketball, Marez Johnson, who by the way, is also by about all the right things as a player. So that helps uh, in this transition to a team that is all new, but I think that's the thing to keep an eye on over the course of the season with Thornton is yes, Morez is going to dominate. He, he's a much better player, Mike, than what you saw at the end of last year, which is saying a lot. He, he's a bona fide, legitimate top 35 player in the country. And he's just a matchup nightmare at the high school level. I think I wouldn't be surprised if they're better than Kenwood. Would you? Uh, I, if things come together and the cohes- cohesiveness is there, mm-hmm. I mean, it wouldn't. Yeah, it wouldn't shock me. Okay. So, I mean, I, mean, I feel like talking, that's... I mean, one one and two, we, we, you know, and, and this year of all years, Mike, I don't I don't think we're going to have teams that emerge as world beaters. I just, I don't see it happen, which is, is good for high school basketball, I think. Speaking of good for high school basketball, what a, what a transition. Number three, Downers Grove North, who um, I was looking at the preview for last year. They were not ranked in the preseason Super 25, which I knew that, but I did have them in the 20 questions as teams who just missed and will be. And that was largely because of Joe Henriksen's um, input. But anyway, <laughs> well, they, sorry, they, they're, they're they, back. They, yes. they, were the, they were the best team not in the top 45 last year. But I, yeah, and, and, and Jack Stanton's back. I mean, Jack Stanton, uh, he's a killer. He, he, he is a tough, competitive uh, guard who was their best player last year. He's back. They did lose a lot of key pieces though. Uh, however, the best player is back. They've got three starters back. So they've got some size and they've got a junior group, Mike, that, you know, we don't talk about this a lot in these kind of rankings and, and in the preseason, but a junior group that I think they went like 24 and four. I could be missing mm. a game or two as sophomores last year. 
so there's some expectations for that class to kind of fill in some of those roles and step right in and and keep Donner's Grove North humming along. The other problem, not problem, but thing to is a little worrisome is they have a bullseye in their back. They they are not going to sneak up on anybody, and it's going to be a team that is going to kind of have to do it again with a whole lot more pressure on them. And they got football in their way. Owen Thulin, who's possibly the second best player, uh, mm-hmm. he is a very good football player, and they are in the state semis. So it's going to be a could be a little slow start from them. I'm not sure how many other they have. I know Owen's brother also plays football. I assume he plays basketball. So they're definitely missing one key guy at least, maybe more, um, for at least the first couple of weeks. But yeah, it's going to be to me. That's one of the stories of the season. We'll talk about that in the next podcast storylines and stuff. But to see how Downers Grove North kind of you know, fits in if they, I mean, defensively it was so much last year and all that stuff, but that was such a run to see if they can keep it up. is going to be fascinating. Um, number four, we, we kind of go back to the other teams where we've got a kind of newly assembled bit of a super group here. Number four, Homewood Flossmore. Uh, Carson Brownfield is back. JD Tyler is back. Uh, that's a senior and a junior. Then there's the new recruits, Gianni Cobb, who I believe started at bloom. Then he was at perspectives leadership. He is now at HF. He's going to Columbia. Uh, Mac Hagemaster, it's a big guy from Lincoln Way East, who played pretty well last year when I saw him. He's 6'7". And then the big news, Bryce Hurd is back uh, from Kenwood to uh, Montverde in Florida. And now he's here. If Alex Alston isn't the number one junior, it's Bryce Hurd. This is a pretty loaded group that, once again, was recently assembled. Yeah, it's it's loaded. It's a loaded, talented group. And if this is another case of if everything comes together and there's chemistry and they play well together, uh, there are some, you know, some guys on this team that need the ball and are used and are accustomed to having the ball. So that's going to be, you know, Jameer Dismukes, you know, the agenda for him is going to be able to get them all on the same page. But Bryce Hurd is a dynamic talent. I've been raving about J.D. Uh, Tyler. I think he's one of the most talented juniors in the entire state of Illinois. And he's, you know, picked up some mid-major offers without really making a huge splash yet at the varsity level. So, yeah, this team is uh, – this could be as good as any team uh, by the time March rolls around. Yeah. Uh, number five, Mount Carmel. I mean, that's got to be the highest-ranking preseason for them – definitely in my time. Um, Angelo Ciravino, Northwestern commit, had a big, big summer. Trey Marks uh, will be, you know, he's healthy and should be there all year. They've added uh, Christian Yeremovich. Grant Best is a little year older as a junior, and they recently got picked up a transfer like just weeks ago. Noah Mister from Kenwood. I don't know what that'll mean for his eligibility right away. Maybe it'll be second half of the year, but this group should benefit from Maybe a head start on the others because they've been a team for the most part, right? Well, I mean, yeah, but you're talking about two additions. I mean, Cameron Thomas left. Yoramovich is new. Yeah. So, but they're two best the thing, players at least. Yeah. Were there the, last the, year. Yeah. The <laughs> thing for me though, Mike here is I don't. Anyone who watched high school basketball last year and was really into it and saw it during the regular season does not won't recognize D'Angelo Chirvino. Uh, he's just a completely different, he's a completely different animal than he was when March ended. And that's, you know, that was a pretty good Angelo Cervino back in March. So he had the, one of the biggest summers of any player in Illinois, if not the biggest, he's more athletic. He's more confident. He's more, um, well-rounded. He's a, he's a legit player of the year candidate. So that's, 
you know, I, I keep an eye on, you know, guys like Grant Best, who's much, much improved, provides an offensive punch for them. I, I like this Mount Carmel team a lot. Number six, Whitney Young. This is the most excited I've been about a young team in a long time. I, I just like the look of this group. I put them almost as high as I possibly could get away with at number six, considering kind of the lack of, you know, dominant seniors but it's just there's a lot a lot of ability on this every time you know i watch them a new young kid kind of emerged it's a long list of talented young guys um sean brown is back kind of a role guy last year he's the one of the only you know impact seniors antonio muñoz junior we've been talking a lot about damaje richardson is back as well and then this loaded loaded sophomore class um, a bunch of names. Marquise Clark is probably the number one guy now, but other guys have looked good. And they even had a, a freshman that looked amazing at RB. So this is going to be an exciting, exciting Whitney Young team. Yeah, Antonio Munoz finished the year strong last year in a sectional game. So he, he if he could take a big step, that'd be huge for them because they are going to rely heavily on youth. And you never just, you, you know, any team out there that is, wants to maybe get their shot at young and they might want to do it now uh, because this team is stacked and loaded for the next couple of years. Uh, you, you mentioned Marquise Clark and see Rankins in there as a good looking sophomore. And that freshman, you mentioned Howard Williams, uh, terrific talent, six, six wing. We'll, we'll see how big of an impact he makes, but he's, a, he has a chance to be a special player down the road. Yeah. He, he made a pass at RB. You know, that, not what you usually see from a freshman that catches your eye, but he made a pass. It was just gorgeous that I still remember. Um, yeah, they're going to be really interesting to watch. And it's also interesting to me how, what is their one transfer on this team? Um, Damaji Richardson from was from Kenwood two years ago. Yeah. So it's a yeah, new I mean, way of doing things. Well, I mean, young, let me get into this, but they are, they're branded as something that I don't think they are. And that is like transfer you. It, it, they haven't had it as many as other people think they've had. Uh, no, they, well, they've gone away from it the last few years. Yeah, definitely. Um, it'll take a while to get rid of that reputation, but this group should help start that, I think. Uh, number seven, speaking of reputation, Curie, you just kind of throw them in the top 10 no matter what. But this yep. year they've got something that almost no one has, even all these teams above them in the rankings. They have that senior guard. They can lean on. I love that in the rankings. That's Carlos Harris. He's UIC commit. He's been around the scene forever. Um, they also added Latrell Kelly from Farragut, who had a really nice freshman year last year. That's a big addition for them. I think that's kind of an underrated addition as far as all the transfers goes. And they bring back Christian Brockett. Uh, good defender was very solid last year. Uh, Tavian Collier is back to give him a little bit of size, but that's going to be the issue. If they can, I don't know who's going to do the rebounding. Well, also. Riverside Brookfield transfer Will Gonzalez, who averaged like 12, 14 points a game for RB last year. He is at Curie. So that trio of Carlos Harris, Will Gonzalez, and uh and, and Kelly is really good. And then Christian Brockett's underrated. You know, he is a nice a lot of guards. Uh so it, yeah, they're they're like you said, you put Curie in the top 10 and uh, they kind of just they stay there, they consistent as any program you'll find. Uh, number eight, Marist. This is a, a new blood. I like yeah, it. yeah. Another interesting group. I saw them a lot last year, and everybody knows about Stephen Brown. Um, he's the sophomore, six seven kid, one of the best in the 
in the state, but I was really impressed with Achilles Anderson, really tough player. He, he's a junior and Adani Vasilakis. I, I say, I think that's mm-hmm. how you say it. Um, as role guys, they really, really were effective high school players. This team, they did lose a lot of senior leadership. It's going to be, they're going to kind of be doing what young is doing less guys. So I'm a little worried about that, but um, the upsides there. Yeah. And then, They've got an addition to Darshan Thomas from Fenwick, who showed some flashes last year. He transferred in, you know, gives them some size, 6'5", 6'6". Uh, and then keep an eye on a sophomore, TJ Tate. I like this kid. He's a, he's a you know, 5'10 point guard who is um, going to open some eyes over the course of this year. Number nine, Simeon. No more Robert Smith. Tim Flowers takes over. Um, for those who want an up, I guess this is a pretty much a new team. Uh, Rashad McKinney is back. Amir Morrow gives him a little bit of size. He's back. Lorenzo Shields. But the, the two guys to watch, one is from Peoria. Well, the Peoria area, it's limestone. Dequan Brown, who I, I did not see last year, but I saw two years ago play for them at, at Peak. And he's a flashy guard. And Andre Tyler, uh, who was at, I believe, Rita last year. He's one of the top sophomores in the area. There's a, a clip on Twitter going around of a dunk he threw down in a Simeon practice. It's pretty amazing, <laughs> but uh, I don't know what to expect from Simeon. To me, they're one of the biggest unknowns. What do you think? Agree. I, um, it's probably the lowest they've been ranked in yeah. a preseason since maybe ever. I mean, since Rob Smith's been there, uh, you know, new coach, Tim flowers, you got, uh, you know, you, you mentioned Tyler, Andre Tyler, but he's young, you know, he's still learning only a sophomore, uh, Daquan Brown is a score, a much needed score that they'll need. Uh, number 10, St. Ignatius. They've got a nice core group back from that team that's been in Pe- uh, Peoria, <laughs> been in Champaign the last couple of years. Reggie Ray, who was hurt, you know, at, at state last year. Justin Scott, the big football recruit. And then Phoenix Gill, who I'm expecting big things out of this year. He finished the year so strong last year. And they picked up, in addition, Chris Bolt from Hinsdale South, who his brother was really impressive as a senior. Uh, Chris is just a sophomore. He's six, five. Yeah. I mean, Phoenix skills, one of the better players in the state who's been through a lot uh, so far and winning. And that's where this program is, Mike. It's they are now a custom state trophies, top four finishes the last two years, uh, getting a healthy Reggie Ray back will be huge for them. So it, it'll, they'll be right in the thick of things in the Catholic league up in four a though. So that's a different playoff world for them. Yeah. Um, number 11 is bloom. I admit I may be a little bit higher on bloom than other people. I, I saw them a lot last year and I, I just really thought Elijah Lovemore is a solid player. And I, I, I seem to be there whenever Santana flowers, a six, three, six, four senior was playing really well. Um, Peyton Edwards, uh, another guy on this group. I, I just thought they were on the brink of some big things near the end of last year. And there's a lot of pieces there for Dante Maddox to play with. No, I like this team. I mean, I, I Elijah Lovemore, if he rises to the occasion and plays like the Division One prospect that he is, that's going to be a big plus for them. But you mentioned Peyton Edwards. There's Jaden Clark. There's Santana Flowers. There's a good-looking sophomore, Amari Price. So it, they've got a lot of pieces, good balance, depth, size, athleticism. I I, I think they're, they're, they're big and long. You know, they're not 6'8", 6'9", 6'7", but they are – a bunch of six three, six four, six five athletes. So I, I like this Bloom team a lot and the potential they have. It feels like a classic, like nineteen ninety six Bloom group or something. Yeah. Um, number twelve. I'm guilty here of something Joe mentioned in the in the open. This is based a largely well on two things. It's based on way too much fall league hype and on Twitter. It's Brother Rice. 
they would not be here if not for all these glowing reports of how good <laughs> they looked in the fall league. I am a huge fan, as probably anyone knows of me on Twitter, of Kel Cosme, the senior guard. And when you got a guy like that running the show, you should be good. Uh, Xavier Fitch is there, 6'6". Six, six. And Tyler Wooten, we talked, he's correct. He is at Brother Rice now, right? Yes. Okay. Yep. <laughs> so you got him. Um, yeah. There's another guard, Marcos Gonzalez. But I mean, Joe, do you have any insight into our fall hype on the Crusaders? No, I think the <laughs> O'Brien hype is enough with the oh, forget the fall hype. It's the Super 25, Brother Rice hype. You've got them way higher than I would have them. But hey, Crusaders live up to it. Uh, no, I think everybody loves Kill Cosm. I mean, yeah. who doesn't love watching the play? Uh, I think the two keys here. You know, Tyler Wooten's an athletic guard. It's a, that's a huge addition. But it's the the rise or the consistency of Xavier Fitch, who's a six foot seven senior now, a lot of tools. And then the the sophomore that I like. Um I'm sorry, junior, Marcos Gonzalez. Uh he's a you know, he picked up a division one offer from Western Illinois. So Brother Reisel, I you know, I'm gonna take a step back. Losing Amont Henderson is a massive loss. Uh, but you know, I, I, it's another Catholic league team, which you're going to see a lot in this super 25 into the next Catholic league team, the defending uh, class two way state champs to Paul prep. They like St. Ignatius. They bump up to four a, um, or sorry, three, a <laughs> they're not jumping two spots just up to three. A. We should have mentioned Simeon is up in four a now as well. Uh, we're keeping track of all this is going to be, we, we, for those wondering the success factor is kicking in now. Um, on these schools now that we've had state playoffs again after we didn't. So things were weird for a few years, but anyway, number 13 to Paul prep, they return almost everybody from that team uh, that won two way. And they have one of my favorite players at the state tournament and state finals was Makai. I should know how to pronounce his name. Kavame. Um, Uh, Yeah. yeah, I I thought he was fantastic in their run um, in Champaign. He's a junior. Now he was just a sophomore, you know, he's a pass first guy, but Jalen McElroy puts up the big numbers for them, especially on the boards, but this is a, a core group that really is going to know what they're doing as soon as they step out on the floor. And that's what the, the point that you made earlier about, I can't remember, uh, uh, oh, some Carmel, team. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I, you talk about a team that has really gone through the rigor of March. Yes, it was 2A, but they've played a lot of important key games, and they're all back. They're all together. They played together that whole year. They played together this offseason. This is you talk about continuity, this program, this team has it. Uh, and that's why I think they are the team to beat. Um, well, them and Mount Carmel, the two teams to beat for me in the Chicago Catholic league. Is that new gym opening? Does anybody know? It is not opening. Oh, okay. Well, uh, num- I mean, not, not this year, not this year. All right. Number 14, Bennett. This is what I mean. I had to, I had to, Called Joe mainly, mainly just to talk about Bennett because obviously every year they're winning a million games. You got to put him in here, but this is an entirely new group from the last two years. Anything you've seen with Bennett? Uh, Gabe Solarski has been maybe the most, I don't know, lauded Twitter superstar of the uh, of the summer. He's a sophomore. Um, another guy I have not talked to Joe about, Daniel uh, Paula. You know, you talk about Bennett, Joe. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> no, I mean they I are big. <laughs> they're tall. They are they're they're huge. Solarski is just I can't believe the strides he's made uh just in the last six months. But I mean th- th- there's some guards that I like, Mike, that you know, I that no one really 
knows or talked about because they're because they're young. But uh, you know, Jaden <clears throat> Jaden Wright is a five eleven sophomore can really shoot the basketball. Uh, Blake Fagbemi is an athletic guard. His brother was a senior last year. Completely different type of player, but he's a junior. Uh, and then, and then Daniel Polakonis, which maybe I butchered the last name, but I, I, I think he is just a high ceiling, up and coming, skilled kid who who's just got to get physically stronger. He's got to continue to mature as a player. But you know, I, I, I love this group. You know, for the next two, three years. Uh, you throw Gene Heitkamp in the mix. You know, Parker Solovar is a returning senior who's been around seems like forever. Uh, I think he's been up since his freshman year, actually. So he's returns. He's, he's you know, he was a pretty much a starter last year. Patrick Walsh played a little bit. So there, there are a couple of seniors that will help. I remember out Patrick Walsh. Kids. Yeah. 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 Um, I guess, and for the listeners out there, and I'll clarify it for myself, this is Bennett and Policonis, who Joe mentioned, the junior is 6'9. There's Colin Stack, a 6'10 sophomore. Probably 6'11. Oh my goodness. And Solarski, who talked about a 6'6. Six, six. <laughs> so and he's pushing 6'7. Yeah. So, yep. Hello. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be maybe we should have just put Ben at number one. But anyway, <laughs> number 15, bowling brook. Um excitement here. Davion Thompson, one of a trio of just very exciting freshman on the way who a lot of people came out to RB me included to see um, Josh Ancito is back. He's been around for a long time. JT Pettigrew is there. He's a six, six junior. And it seems like a group really made to uh, run Rob bro's offense, right? Well, I just, you, you win with guards. They've got them in abundance and I don't want to go too crazy on this podcast over. Do it, Joe, do it. Because (laughs) from a player, perspective as well as a evaluator i absolutely yeah i'm just gonna we're gonna keep it low-key davian davian thompson is really really good and is gonna be fun to watch he's just more mature and wise beyond his years for a freshman guard so joe on monday if i gotta go see the debut monday of one of the three freshmen who do i go see Oh, I, I'm going to see Davion Thompson all day long. All right. Six- that's no disrespect to the <laughs> other guys because it's a great young class. But I, I think Davion Thompson is just a real deal. And he's got he's got some size to him. He's bigger than these other guys. Um, so that's going to help him as well. You know, he's probably 6'1". So I, yeah, I, I, you got to be excited if you're a Bolingbrook basketball fan. Number 16, De La Salle, who, I don't know, what, what, they win 22 games last year or whatever. A um, little under the radar the last couple of years, but this is a, a solid, you know, senior group of Tavarian Williams, who I wrote about last week, who's healthy. Richard Lindsay, um, who's got a year under his belt now there. Uh, Brian Hedrick, a guard, a senior guard with some experience. Um, Charles Barnes, sophomore guard, who uh, I really saw some flashes from last season, and it sounds like he had an impressive summer. And I was out there at a practice and Gary DeCesar was really, really into Morgan Travis, another sophomore guard. So it, there's kind of a stacked and like a traditional looking high school lineup here with some guards and bigs at De La Salle. Well, they're so big and long. They're strong. They're, they're, they're also got this mix of seniors, like you mentioned, but also a sophomore class that's really, really good. Uh, Charles Barnes was terrific at the uh, Pango deal in the fall and, uh, you know, and Morgan Travis was solid too. So yeah, there's the young and, and the sophomore group goes beyond just those two. 
The other two are Remy Edwards and Jordan Shaw. I've got to who are six four. So uh, bright mm-hmm. times ahead. And if you want to go see D. LaSalle, you better jump on it because it looks like they got playing like half the schedule out of state. So um, yes, you don't want to miss those conference games. There should be some really good Catholic League matchups this year. Uh, number 17 may be a surprise to some people, especially if they drifted off and weren't paying attention in February when I went out to see them a couple times. Lake Park is number 17. Cam Cerise is a just that traditional, you know, senior ready to score and ready to lead his team and it's almost the entire group is back from last year tommy rochford freddie battaglia Danasio lagiola and i'm gonna butcher this pavel magazin i believe but this is a high school basketball team with a star that's ready to take that next step i think this year well and he put up 21 points a game last year as a junior and yeah. you know he showcase he plays with this ridiculous amount of confidence he has that capability of putting them on his shoulders and it's a it's it's a tough gritty team that plays well together and uh they're the team to beat in the Duquesne in the Duquesne number 18 new Trier a lot of new here Ian Brown is back we hit all those threes last year Colby Smith and Logan Feller some other seniors I've heard some good things about Chris Kirkpatrick you guys may remember his brother I know I was a uh, big fan of him was josh i believe correct um but there's going to be some kind of rebuilding here overall should we expect a lot from them earlier might it take a while for nutria joe what do you think well they have won so much the last two years the expectations should be tempered a little bit but what i I watched them in the summertime i loved there's gonna be certain days there's certain days mike because they have this just this plethora of of perimeter shooters that three four guys is drilling threes and if, if they can move the ball and play within you know what, what they do you know i i just think that the differences set nutria apart last year maybe the year before was they had a little bit more of a toughness than than i think some past nutria teams have had can this group still have that with, with the being such a pretty relatively young group but there are some valuable seniors who've been a part of a lot of winning um, when you look at that group, you know, like Logan Feller and um, Colby Smith is a junior. So it, it, it's Ian Brown, a sharpshooter, a senior. So I, they, they've got seniors, but they've also got this influx of good young talent. Number 19, Naperville North, Luke Williams, huge possible breakout star. We saw what he could do last year. His two backcourt mates return and Cole Arl and Bryce Welch, Grant Montanari, another starter back, four guys back from a 20-win team and some nice additions. You could argue that Luke Williams is the most was the most important player that any team had on their team last year for their individual team. He, you know, I know he's a football star, but he's a basketball one too. Twenty Lane, yep, Lane Tech. Shahid Salebo could be the first D one player for Nick Legalbo. They've got uh, Jackson Labcon seemed to have a really good summer. Heard a lot about him, and the big guy's a junior now, Dalton Scantleberry. Um, should be an interesting group. Is this too high for Lane? I don't know, but they're in there. I think there should be in the twenties, and I think it's a, it's going to be a good storyline to watch. Is this program ready to take yeah. that next step? Twenty-one Glenbrook South. Nick Taylor's back. He's a monster, and we know all about that program. Um, you almost got to shove them in these days. Yeah, I, I, it's going to be a team that's not quite as good as the past Glenbrook South teams, but worthy of being a top twenty-five. Twenty-two Joliet West. I mean, we lost a lot. <laughs> Jeremiah Fear is gone. Rajon Roberts, I mean, he'll probably be back next summer. <laughs> but for now, he's at Kenwood. And that leaves Justin, Mc... you know, if you're left with a D1 guy like Justice McNair 
Zion Gross is here from uh, Crete Moni and Drew King. I expect big season out of six seven. Drew King, also some good young players. Yeah, I like this team. Justice McNair is who you win games with. That's the kind of player headed to Valpo. Uh, Drew King, I think, is going to be kind of the the wild card if he can become a big factor yeah. with that size and length and versatility. And, uh, and Zion Gross is an exciting talent. The transfer coming in thirty. 30th season for Mike Bailey at St. Patrick, but he's going to be ranked 23. AJ Thomas, EJ Breland, Navia Hawkins, all back. Harper Krolak, um, who played well last year. They got a transfer, I believe, as well. And I liked the core of this group last year. They lost some, but the core is back at uh, 30 years for Mike Bailey. And it's, you know, the third team you have from the East Suburban Catholic. I think they're, you know, just a barely a notch below Bennett and, and Maris, but I do like, uh, I, I think AJ Thomas is in that group that you mentioned uh, is going to have one of the breakout seasons. Glenbrook North at 24, maybe a bit of a stretch. I don't know, but I think our the podcast's love of Josh Friedman's game is well, uh, well documented. And we know there are no shot clock listeners. So we're going to be expecting a lot out of Glenbrook North. How is Josh Friedman? He, he's healthy again, right? He gets hurt at the end of last year. Last I heard, yes, he was, he was back ready to go at the start of the practice. And he is a favorite of ours, favorite of mine. Uh, that team was rolling and, and, and a big threat to everybody in that sectional. If he didn't go down, you know, that backcourt of theirs is, is going to be one of the best ones in the suburbs. 25 Yorkville. I, I, you know, I meant to say this during the Joliet West talk, um, but one of the coaches said, you know, Oswego East has to be the top of this conference. They haven't lost a conference game in three years. And I'm putting two teams in their conference in and not them. So it feels a bit silly. Um, they can use that as a bulletin board material. But anyway, 25 is Yorkville. Um, Jason Jackstis, the uh, Illinois recruit, 6'10". Uh, is there kind of leading the way, but I think they got two of their top three guys back from last year. Um, kind of an under the radar, solid season last year, uh, Jory Boley, Bryce Salick. Um, it, it, there's a lot of teams you can always go with at 25, but I, I thought it'd be fun. We'll go with Yorkville. Yeah. I mean, I, they've got a ton back. I mean, they've got about, uh, you know, five, six guys from Davion Johnson to Mike Dunn to Kavion Johnson. And then mentioned the players you mentioned, you know, if Jaxus elevates himself to a true difference-making player uh, that is headed to the Big Ten, then they're going to solidify, you know, your belief in them as a top 25 team, I believe. You know, I, I think they should start the year in the preseason top 25. Oswego East is going to be good, but they lost pretty much everybody <laughs> except for Javon Starwood. So uh, it, it's they need to regroup a little bit. But, yeah, I, that, that's, that league is going to be – you know, throw Romeoville in that mix. That's going to be a fun league to watch. Yeah. Just out here. The list is Romeoville. Hyde park was a tough one for me to put out. Um, for those that don't pay attention to all, all the stuff, uh, Burrell's back. Um, RB picked up some players, uh, Loyola, uh, ton back from last year's really good team. Warren, the superstar freshman DeKalb, young and interesting West Aurora, a new coach and uh Kankakee, uh exciting young sophomore. Although I, Lorenz Walters might be hurt in football quarterbacks. So that might take them a little while. Uh, St. Lawrence, which <laughs> we can get into that on the next podcast, but St. Lawrence still has a lot. Um, they lost a lot. It was a weird summer overall for them. Uh, Lynn Bloom should be interesting in the public league. We talked about Oswego East and don't forget the MSL champs, Palatine Connor may is back. So that should be interesting out there. Um, 
who any those in particular joe that didn't crack the top 25 it catches your interest uh I, I, there's another team in the mid suburban league that i'm i'm gonna be really high on uh and that's conan i i think conan's gonna you know with the the wealth of experience they have back they i mean they just have, have an endless amount of guys who have been around for like three years so uh, i i think the in the mid-suburban league in, in particular is going to be fun to watch because of the fact that Christie's are gone. Rolling Meadows is out and, it, it, you know, you've got some really prospect and Schaumburger ones to watch. Um, you know, you mentioned Palatine and Conant and Rolling Meadows will still be very, you know, competitive in that league as well. So, uh, you know, the DuPage Valley Conference is going to be fun to watch with Matia Valley and DeKalb outside that top 25 that, and even Aniqua Valley. So, those are four teams that'll be vying for that top spot. Um, yeah, it, it's, as you know, when you get past usually the top 10, 12 teams, you can go usually somewhere between, I don't know, what'd you say, Mike, 14 to 30, 35, and there's a lot of interchangeable teams. And there's going to be another dozen or so that are going to crack your top 25 over the course of the first two months. Yeah, that would be this year. There were way more teams I had last year. I had to struggle. I'm not going to lie at the last five. Like, who do I put in here? And the last two or three were a real stretch to me this year. I got a list of 15 teams that I could have put in the last 15 in place without worrying about it at all. I think that's a good sign for a fun season. Uh, Joe, I wrote a story, a uh, really enjoyable story. You're definitely going to want to read if you're listening to this podcast um, about the eight most improved teams. It's online now. It'll be trimmed down a little bit to maybe four teams in the newspaper. Um, but yeah, definitely read it online. Schomburg is an MSL team in there that I am really high on. I saw them you know, the, near the end of last year, and a lot of those kids are back. Um, it should be an exciting year in the MSL, as Joe mentioned, but that's a really good story. Eisenhower team. We almost never talk about has AJ Abrams back. There's a good core group of teams there that will be fun to watch this season. Uh, thank Thanks to everybody for listening. Uh, year 10 is underway. Uh, we'll be back on the first day of the season on Monday when taking a look at some storylines and all state teams and that kind of stuff. Uh, have a good week and thanks for listening.